You are listening to the Crown Rest Podcast, the audio experience for basketball official officials. Serve the game. Hey Paul, quick quick question that I remember uh, a situation that I had yesterday in a game of mine. When it is suitable for us to warn the coach when he's he's talking a lot, he's interfering a lot with with our game, and when do when can we give him a technical foul directly? I gave him a technical foul in the coach that was was annoying us lot, me and my partner. And then I gave him a directly technical foul with no warning. And then he responded to me that I trying to argue that I have to warn him before they gave the technical foul. I want to know when this is suitable. Uh, how is the limit for us as refs to know when we shall warn the coach first or gave him a technical foul? Thanks a lot. Hey, Lewis, thanks for reaching out. Um, every situation is different. You know, there's no one correct way to answer this be- without seeing or hearing the play. Now, I don't know what it's like in the FIBA book, but in college, there's no such thing as a warning. We don't have to give a warning. Even in high school, you know, a warning is an option. It does not mean the coach is required to be warned before we give him a technical foul. If he shouts out unsport- unsporting comments to you or on the court, you know, that's a technical foul by rule. Now we need to use our voice and our communication skills in order to, you know, navigate through those conversations and try try to stay out of giving a technical foul. We don't want to, but it's out of our hands a lot of times. Um, it sounds like a lot of the feedback I hear from, from FIBA or You know, these coaches are very difficult and they don't really understand the rules. They think they could just shout anything they want. My approach with coaches is, is like this. Um, I'm going to let them shout or bark, you know, once, you know, as long as it's not like a curse. I'm going to let them do that without saying anything. And then if it happens again, I'm going to go up to them when I have it, when I have time, usually following a timeout because that's the, mo- the best time that they're going to listen. And I'll say, coach, I'm very approachable if you have a question, but please don't shout at me on the court. I don't have, a, I don't have an opportunity to answer you during a live ball. What would you like to speak about? And then from, that's basically you drawing your line in the sand. So the next time he shouts out at you, that's a technical foul. Now, if he just comes out and curses at you, that's a technical foul. You know, if they're yelling obscenities, you know, just run the game and, and, and be confident in yourself. Know the rule book. So this is will help your confidence if you're making a call and you're and you're backed up by the rules. You know, that, that's always going to help the situation. But just run the game. As you said, we don't actually have uh, something of the FIBA rules that says to us that we need to warn the coach. And then give him the technical foul. It's more like in recommendation by our coordinators and instructors uh, to to try to run the game the best way and avoid some conflict. As I said, we always avoid uh, going by the technical foul. But there was a situation uh, that this coach specifically was causing a lot of trouble for for other refs in other games and no one was 
was taking the 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 right way with him and I think that that was the best decision at the moment. Lewis, talk to me about which steps you took in order to manage the situation. How'd you approach it? What'd you say? What'd you do? Just so I can get a feel for how you work. As you said, we're just trying to run the game. We always try to talk with him and try to be very polite with him, to be approachable and try to receive his comments at the right moment. But every time he was talking and barking and shouting at the court, not actually cursing, but just because we didn't have, we didn't let him time for that, because we know that he would probably cause a lot more trouble with us. But thanks a lot for that. It is very, very good to to know from different perspectives, especially by another country, how they 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 handle those situations, and every experience is is valid, of of course. Obviously, safety is first and foremost. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where it could be dangerous. But don't let anybody come in and run, and mess up the game. At the end of the day, a technical foul is just a foul. So don't overthink it like you're doing something really bad to him. It's a foul. Yeah, you're right, Paul. Uh, as you said, we, we have to do what's the best for the game. Sometimes my, my coordinator used to say to me that I'm, look, that I'm scared of giving a technical foul. Like I'm doing something bad for, for someone of giving it its foul. But as you said, it's just a foul. So I had to lose this fear of of making the, those decisions and do what is the best for the game at the moment to not to not lose the control of the game. So uh, I think this comes with experience for sure. And I'm trying to, to improve my skill at this point. Listen, fear is part of this craft. We don't talk about it enough because maybe people aren't secure enough to admit that they're fearful or they're nervous or, you know, they feel the pressure. We all do, especially early on in our career. This is not an easy thing. We feel uncomfortable sometimes throughout the game with the way the people, the with the way we're being treated as officials. It's not that no one should be really comfortable within that unsporting um, culture there, you know? So, but the more and more we work at it, then we could start to gain that confidence and that inner strength to make, um, take risks and make those tough decisions. Yeah. And it's for sure a topic that we don't discuss about a lot about, which is fear of taking an attitude in the game. And I think we've, if, of course, more games as time goes by, experience is coming, <clears throat> and this is going to be losing. But in my opinion, I think it's more like uh, I don't want to feel so arrogant at the court, so that's maybe why mm. I have some fear of giving technical fouls or even talking in such a way with coaches and players to not, to not look like. I'm arrogant at the court. I think it's also complicated because of my partner in that case. Uh, he was trying to deal with the with this coach with a lot of conversation. And then the coach of Team B 
was a little bit annoyed of that and say, oh, you're going to you're gonna let the, the coach talk with you all the game. <clears throat> that was causing a little bit of, trub- uh, of trouble and it was a little bit annoying. And I think that also led me to maybe be a little uncomfortable of taking a decision because he was a crew chief and more experienced than, than me. So I may I might ha- have been a little bit shy in that case, maybe, not sure. But then I, I felt there was a moment, so I gave him the technical foul and said, oh man, hey, we can let him talk a lot like that. And then we, we realized it was the best decision for the game because he stopped talking, stopped annoying us, stopped shouting at the court, and we could run the game. That's also another difficulty that I have on how to deal with more experienced partners in the court and how to talk with them and sometimes disagree in an opinion uh, on how to run the game. In that case, my partner didn't want to <clears throat> to give the technical foul. He felt that might be a little aggressive, but then we realized it was the best decision f- at that point. So that's also a thing that I I try to I try to deal when I have more experienced refs, and sometimes they don't like to hear younger refs as as that's my case. As far as dealing with more experienced partners, just take the same approach every game and treat them the exact same way you would treat a less experienced partner. I see us as, as two equals. We're both getting the same check. We both have the same responsibilities on the court, right? It's, it's dual responsibilities, or if you're a three-person, it's split three ways. So just take that approach. I, I know I've, I've dealt with this in the past. I remember my first game I worked with two Division One refs not my first game, but a game I had a couple of years back. And that was the first time I had worked with two Division One refs. And I was very nervous. I didn't know what to call. I didn't know where to step in. I didn't know, um, you know, I'm just sitting there trying to own my primary. But maybe a couple times I should have stepped up and came out once or twice. But, but you look at, you know, the fact that they're way more experienced than you. So then you hold back. Well, we shouldn't use that approach just the same way we shouldn't over-ref when we're working with you less experience. Thank you so much for listening. Always remember to try to turn your negatives into positives, turn your weakness into your power, and make your inner fear your outer strength. If anyone is interested in being featured or collaborating on a podcast, you can email me at crownrefs at gmail for details. Enjoy your day.